You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Sometimes you want the whole enchilada. <laughs> Sorry. Tin uh, Cup is just so good that I had to work it in. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra, Brazilian Thai is here, and whew, uh, the last few days, the images, the stories coming out of BC, it has been a trying year for people in uh, British Columbia, a lot has gone down, whether it's this summer or it's right now, with uh, the floods that are going on affecting several communities. It's not just one or two. It's it's scary. Uh, I know one life was tragically lost due to a, a mudslide, but highways cut off all over the place, people being stranded. I know it's personally affecting... Uh, Members of my wife's family, it is a wild situation out there, but uh, I know people are taking care of each other the best they can in BC, Ty. Yeah, it's crazy, like, you know, we always bitch and moan about the weather in Alberta and Saskatchewan, 100%. how it's always too cold in the winter and too hot in the summer, Uh, you know, and this really makes you look, or it really makes you think, like, just... We don't have this kind of stuff to deal with most of the time. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, it's crazy what's going on. Like we're, I'm out here, but I mean, I'm lucky enough to not be close to that. I, I, I yeah, don't it seems think, like a pocket of BC that's like, doing all right, and yeah, that's where you are. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll end up getting that kind of like we're not getting rain. We're getting six, seven inches of snow. So if it's mm-hmm. not one, it's mm-hmm. the other. But. Uh, yeah, just it's it's crazy what's going on. It sucks. Uh, like yeah, with the fires this year, we, they lost the city. Now we're losing highways. It's just yeah, one thing after another out here. Yeah, Mother Nature showing her fury and her power. We hope you're doing okay wherever you're listening from today. This episode of Two and Out brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. One in four school-aged kids has a vision problem, yet 80% of learning is visual for a child. So that's why booking family eye exams with an optometrist helps ensure learning success. You can't detect hidden eye problems, but your optometrist can. Alberta health coverage towards annual eye exams is available until your child's 19th birthday. So book your family's eye exam today at optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. Join 2 and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL 
pick them and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick them.cfl.ca. All right, Ty, we had a game on, uh, on Tuesday. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're calling it. The Edmonton Elks beating the Toronto Argonauts 13-7. Hey, you won some cash on it. We both had the Elks mm-hmm. in Pickham. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess that's a positive. Uh, the game meant more for the Elks than the Argos. It was it was basically a 2022 preseason game though. Uh more or less. And and even uh, Ryan did when he said that like, they want to see some guys that they might need to play in that East final, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. get another look. Uh, so they were able to accomplish that Edmonton. I mean, yeah, uh, Darrell Walker and James Wilder Jr. Back in the lineup, but I mean, you can't, you're not going to play guys three, three games in seven days. If you don't have to, uh, a meaningless game, but still pretty meaningful for the individuals on that Elks team. And I'm guessing, that's why the Argos didn't kick field goals at points in the game. Mm-hmm. On the surface, it kind of looks like they just didn't really have any faith in Toshiki Sato as as a kicker, um, opting to How go for How do you have faith it. in him as a punter now? Well, and it, it hasn't been his job. Uh, and now no, he's, true. he's been asked to do that. and. Uh, some of them, or one or two of them, looked okay. Struggled on a few of them. Missed his only field goal attempt. But I mean, I, I know that Wednesday the uh, award nominees from each team came out in the CFL, and <laughs> Boris Beattie may not be Toronto's MOP, but he might just be their MVP. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> it, if he isn't healthy, it's going to totally change how this team has to play. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he's he's not hurt. They they wanted to give him this week off, obviously, and yeah, you know, no point in having him play in a game that's meaningless. But if something were to happen, uh, it shows that they don't have the depth there, and and you know, not a lot of teams do. Very let's, true. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know the the cupboard is pretty slim, pretty slim pickings when when you're looking around. Uh, the league for guys who aren't signed if you need somebody to come in. But, uh, yeah, if if BD goes down, I mean, this team isn't going to be kicking a lot of field goals. Uh, they're going to be going for it a lot, it seems. Uh, unless this was just, uh, you know, a, a game where they could work on stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, on a third, if you're working on third down plays with your backup quarterback on third and ten, I don't know what you're accomplishing. Yeah. It, it's been a heated debate in some circles do you think the Elks should have played Nick Arbuckle? I don't know if it matters. It's kind of where I'm at. Like, do you put him in there and, you know, yeah, he's had a couple weeks, but if he doesn't play well, now you're just souring everybody. That's exactly him, right? it. <laughs> like, if he's like, out there. And, and if, he does, if he does play well, if he does play well, then Elizondo looks like an idiot. Yeah, because if he's out there and he doesn't play well and he's not playing with the full number one unit, then yeah. and then fans have nothing to be excited about in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're not practicing this week, so yeah, that he's too. not getting any reps. So I guess it does remain to be seen if he'll get onto the roster for 
for Friday's game against BC and throw any passes at all. But uh, as of right now, Nick Arbuckle hasn't done anything for the Elks. And one more off the field Except note. sign the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> one more off the field note. Toronto Argonauts. I don't know if this was by design, but it almost looks like it was designed to throw shade at the Edmonton football franchise, paying tribute to Danny Webb as their equipment manager for 35 years. And he was not expecting it. It it just comes off as so classy right in the face of what Edmonton did to their longtime equipment manager of 49 years in Dwayne Mandrusiak. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, this week would actually be the anniversary or not. Uh, If it is, it's a happy coincidence. If not, and they waited to do it, that's even better. (laughs) Because there is not a team that deserves it more. (laughs) Yeah, I... What a coincidence that that yeah. was. Uh, as far as the game went, the game started with the team's trading interceptions. Taylor Cornelius, man, I, I thought he looked pretty good the last couple of weeks against Saskatchewan. And then here it just wasn't good. 15 of 32. 160 and three picks. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I Get don't excited, know. Edmonton. <laughs> Uh, the running game is where Edmonton led the way. James Wilder had 56 yards. Fletcher had 55 yards. Cornelius had a number, another 32 of them. Uh, I think what stands out to me is uh, Shy Ross. Well, maybe it's because I put him in my fantasy lineup to get two games worth of points out of him. Man, mm-hmm. a costly deep drop there. and There were plays like that sort of all over the field in this one. Yeah, let's be honest. The Elks receivers didn't help Cornelius a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, look at Darrell Walker's catch percentage. Yeah, that's uh-huh. real good. Um, <laughs> like that picky that pick that Cornelius threw in the end zone. I believe oh, it was two what, of them. third quarter, four, third or fourth quarter. It was a bad throw, yes, but the receiver did not even like he alligator armed it, and the DB just had a free lane to the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, like, not all the picks are Cornelius' fault. They're all on his stat line. It doesn't look good. Uh, but, like, when when it when – it, you get 13 targets, you only catch four of them. I, I don't I don't think that all nine of those drop – or all nine of those, you know, incompletions are on Taylor Cornelius. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. As for the Argos, it was Antonio Pipkin who started 10 of 22, 111 yards – an interception, mm-hmm. Cole McDonald making a CFL debut, 4 of 8, 45 yards, and there you go, a 13-7 win for the Edmonton Elks as yeah. uh, they end their eight-game losing streak. And hey, jo- Josh Huff looked okay. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Six of eight for 67 yards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Calgary uh, East. Calgary East getting into the lineup for Toronto, and uh, we'll see if he makes the playoff roster because I know that uh, they put Eric Rogers on. Um, he was a scratch for the night, but uh, at times he's been a, a pretty valuable red zone target for the team. I know Arbuckle, when he was in Toronto, 
was looking his way in the red zone for the Argos. And if he gets back onto the field for the East final, he could be a, a bit of an X factor for Toronto. Well, I, I mean, he's basically been a red zone target. His whole know, career. Where, it didn't matter who was throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's big body down and with all the room in the end zone, he's able to make himself even more. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, Huff, yeah. Like, I mean, you look at it, Played a really good game. He was returning kicks, which people are going to kind of look at and say, oh, well, you know, he can do that. But, I mean, you still have Chandler Worthy. If Eric Rodgers comes back, I, I just think Huff kind of gets squeezed out. But it does show the depth that uh, Toronto has amassed uh, throughout the year. All right, so Friday Night Football. There's a game that actually does have some playoff implications here. And as an extension, two of them sort of will. The rosters that the teams put out there will kind of decide <laughs> how how that really mm-hmm. goes here. But Montreal, 14-point favorites against the Ottawa Red Blacks. 45 is the over-under here. Montreal does need to win if they want to host an East semifinal. But that also means that Hamilton would need to lose to Saskatchewan on Saturday. But let's, let's focus on Montreal versus Ottawa. I, I think as far as my fantasy lineup goes... Having as many Alouettes in your in your lineup probably bodes well because they're the team that <laughs> is wanting is wanting to go out there and win. Bottom line, uh, they want to put it in Hamilton's court, right? Yeah, you have to go and take care of business. Like the stuff you can control is what you have to take care of. So yep. they they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna dress a full complement of guys. Uh, and go out and try to win this game. I shouldn't even say try. They're going to go out and win this game if they have all their starters. Yeah. Um, you know, they win and, and they leave it in Hamilton's hands, like you said. So I, I see them coming out and just laying the absolute beat down on the Red Blacks because they're going to, they want, you don't want to go on the road in the playoffs if you don't have to. So I, I just don't see how they would not dress everybody. As of a Tuesday, there were some, key players for the Alouettes that have not practiced some injury issues going on. We'll see if they do get into the lineup on Friday, uh, but offensive lineman, Philip Gagnon, uh, Tony Washington didn't practice on Tuesday, but neither did Eugene Lewis. Uh, and he's been oh, a, on a bit of a hot streak lately. That will be a status to watch going into the game because it's definitely a guy I want on my fantasy mm-hmm. roster. As for Ottawa, it's almost like the same sort of game they've been playing for the last two months. Uh, Those guys and that defense (laughs) has been playing with pride. Uh, They're they're a scrappy group still. You you need to, if you're Ottawa didn't get the memo that there was no preseason. (laughs) Yeah, if you're Montreal, you can't really take them for granted. You still got to go out there and execute. And uh, Ottawa has been busy still kind of signing guys that have been uh, important to their depth, even as far as special teams goes. They were able to lock up three more Canadians, Brendan Gillanders, Nigel Romick, and Justin Howell. Uh, Maybe you don't see what they do all the time as far as the starters go, but they are important when it comes to special teams. And, hey, Mm -hmm. a guy like Devontae Dedman doesn't uh, get all those yards and touchdowns and returns on his own. Yep. No, you need you need people in front of you. You're not going one on twelve. So, yeah. uh, and you know a little bit of roster continuity. Uh, get these guys signed to uh, extensions, and 
and you know, they're not huge pieces by any means, but uh, you know, it, it's the you still need those role players uh, on the roster as well. BC Lions four and a half point favorites over the Edmonton Elks, where the over unders set at forty eight and a half, and mercifully, it's almost over for the Elks. <laughs> yeah, and that has nothing to do with it being three games in seven days. Yeah, the entire season. Yeah, how long is the line? How long has the Lions equipment manager been there? Oh. <laughs> that would be great. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Next year, every team should just have a moment for their equipment manager. <laughs> yeah, when Edmonton uh, comes into town and thank their GM at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael Riley is not going to be playing in this one. So we have a chance here. And I mean, as far as fantasy goes, the year or the, the, the week's kind of going to be a crapshoot. But uh, mm-hmm. this, I, I think it'll be fun. It'll be exciting to watch Nathan Rourke. And he might actually be the fantasy quarterback of the week. He very well could be. Uh, you know, we, we saw and play that one half or just less than a half against Saskatchewan. It started rough, but it ended pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not the, I mean, it's the Elks, so you don't expect much, but you look at that defense with, with what Jermaine Washington has done this year and, and they have Rose and Grimes, you know, yeah, not great. I was kind of conflicted last night. Thank God that pick didn't count, but <laughs> Uh, you know, he's going up against a defense that has guys that can make plays. And, you know, if he comes out and has a decent showing, that bodes pretty well for, for going into next year for the Lions. Yeah, and I think people are just excited to watch the Canadian out there. And uh, he's been mm-hmm. learning from one of the best leaders in in the mm-hmm. CFL at this time. And uh, I think a lot of people think he's got a pretty good future in the CFL. Yeah. So uh, watching him play against the Elks Friday night, in Vancouver, I think that'll be nice to watch uh, for Lions fans and and CFL fans. It should also note that David Braley uh, is going to be inducted by the BC Lions into the Wall of Honor, um, and that's actually going to happen during this game on Friday. Uh, it'll be nice for his family, and uh, I know that the current owner, Amar Dolan has and had negotiated with Braley for about six years uh, to, mm-hmm. to buy the Lions. So he clearly wanted the team. Uh, he's been interested in the team. So that's good news for the Lions. But uh, Braley did a lot to keep that team afloat and the CFL afloat. And for I was going to say, time. and the league, it's not just not yeah. just the Lions. Yeah, so it'll be a nice gesture for the Lions to do that on Friday. As far as the Elks go, I, I think it'll just be staying healthy, not having any catastrophic yep. injuries to end the season, just to get through the game. I, I'm guessing it'll be pretty vanilla for them. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully those players are okay after these seven days. And so far... I think it's gone maybe better than I had expected it to go. There, there was a time in the season where, well, when, when these rescheduled uh, games were first announced that 
these could be critical games for the playoffs. And then Edmonton mm-hmm. wins Labor Day, and you're thinking, okay, these games are going to mean something. But not winning a game since Labor Day until Tuesday yeah. meant that it meant nothing for the playoffs. But I think that's probably a saving grace for them, though. Yeah, if these were playoff games, that's right. There might be <laughs> a lot of injury issues because yeah. what were they going to do guys otherwise? Would be playing. Yeah. Guys would have to be playing. Uh, you know, and it's not so much, you know, if, if a guy gets injured in game one, then yeah, it is what it is. But, I mean, you're, you get to Friday night against BC Lions and it's your yeah. third game in seven days and bodies are beat down and you have to play because you got to win to get in or something. Uh that just it doesn't doesn't look good. Uh, it just it opens up a door to a lot of opportunity for injuries. But I think with them with these games not mattering, uh, you know, against Toronto, against the I mean, whoever went it, this, this game on Friday night doesn't matter. Signing wise, both teams aren't making it. Uh, it gives them a chance to you know make sure guys are aren't playing with injuries because if they are, there's no point in putting them out there. So they can just uh, keep them healthy coming into next year. Or, you know. It'd suck for a guy with an expiring contract to go down with an ACL or something because it's going to be yeah. really hard to get a job next year. Yeah, and then you'd turn around and have to play in a playoff game the very next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I'm sure they'll be they'll be happy to hit the tub on Saturday and uh, go into the off season. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, you'd rather get the playoff check and be playing for the Grey Cup, but. Uh, it, it's over right away for those players in Edmonton. Hamilton Tiger Cats, five and a half point favorites over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Saturday. And that that spread is probably going to shift more in Hamilton's favor as the week goes on and we get closer to that game. Uh, the over-under mm-hmm. at 42 right now. I, I just want to mention that the Grey Cup, Hamilton, December 12th. It's previously thought that kind of nothing was going to be going on. And I mean basically nothing. Um, But the Spirit of Edmonton, as always, kind of leading the way. Uh, They're going to be there in Hamilton. They're going to have the breakfast. And then it looks like the rest of the teams are going to kind of join together and have big, giant social halls at the convention center, the Eastern Social Hall, the Western Social Hall. They've still got the Legends Luncheon going on, the CFL Awards, which is going to be free to the public. you got to do the RSVP at greycupfestival.ca. Hopefully they pick you out there. and uh, At least there's stuff going on in Hamilton. It's not the full meal deal when it comes to Grey Cup, but uh, I, I still think the Hammer will put on a... A pretty good show, a Christmassy Grey Cup coming up <laughs> in a yeah. few weeks. Hey, a little bit is better than nada. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I will take Sometimes it. Sometimes and... you want the whole enchilada. <laughs> Sorry. Tin uh, Cup is just so good that I had to work it in. Yeah, uh, that's probably... How many times have you seen that movie realistically? This year or like all time? <laughs> We'll go all time. 200? Wow. Now this year? Uh, 10, probably. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. So- <laughs> but it's always a go-to when we're drinking beers on the deck. It's like, you know what we haven't watched in a while? <laughs> I haven't watched it for a couple of weeks. 
throw it on. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, the, major league, it's always yeah, back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Tie Cats need to win this game to clinch a home playoff game at Tim Hortons Field for the East semifinal against the Montreal Maybe. Alouettes. Yeah, that's that's all that they need to do. It really depends on what happens Friday night. Right, right. I mean, what happens if Montreal loses? Like, what what do, what do the Tiger Cats do in this game? They might do nothing. Maybe. Like, I, I guess I I don't see. But that. I mean, like lineup wise. Well, that's what I mean. If if Montreal loses, then the Tie Cats can rest guys. Yeah, but then do you start Dane Evans? Well, either way, do you start <laughs> Dane Evans? That's also that's also a great question. <laughs> so, but the thing is, their their depth chart has to come out before. Yeah. Montreal plays. Yeah. Well, we know that probably both quarterbacks I mean, are going to be in the roster anyway. Uh, yeah. So Hamilton's G- not going to game want to time decision, hand. quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's exactly what they'll do. Uh, the Tie Cats. But like probably. I said, if I like I said last week though, if, if you're going to start Dane in the playoffs, you got to start him this week. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think so. I think either way, they're going to want to go full strength because much like Saskatchewan, who is not going full mm. strength this week, the the offense just hasn't been consistent enough to take a week yeah. off, in my opinion. No, yeah, that's I I'm, I was surprised when I saw that Fajardo isn't playing. You know, Powell, I get it. Yeah. He, you don't want him beat up uh, coming in. Dan Clark as the O-lineman, I mean, getting beat to hell. Uh, but, yeah, I think Fajardo needs the reps still. I, I get wanting Isaac Harker to get some reps. Uh, but, yeah, Fajardo hasn't been consistent, much like Masoli or Evans. On the Ticat side, I don't think they should be resting any. Uh, Whoever is going to be starting their respective semifinals should be starting this game. Micah Johnson also resting for the Riders. And of note, Jamal Morrow starting at running back. You want to talk about fantasy, he's going to be handling the return mm-hmm. duties. Uh, Rashard Davis backing him up uh, as the secondary returner. Andy Morrow will be starting at running back. He's only $2,500. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that uh, when we get to our fantasy lineups, that uh, people are going to think we colluded. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sent you my lineup, and you thought I had copied you and hacked you, but no, that was not the case. But then I looked, I'm like, oh, no, we do have different player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as of Tuesday, Luches, Purifoy, Micah Tights, Brett Boyko were not practicing mm. for Saskatchewan. It's, it's a good bet that maybe two out of the three of those guys at least will be resting uh, at Tim Hortons Field between the Ticats and the Riders. Last game of the week. I don't know how the teams are going to manage their rosters in this one. Uh, the Stamps. Like, do like, do you know how hard it's going to be to watch these games? Oh, yeah. I get it. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, man. Well, I, I think the toughest one might be the Stamps and the Bombers. Calgary is four-point yeah. underdogs. Uh, the over-under set at 41.5. Both teams are going to be playing pretty vanilla. Uh, they're not going to want to mm-hmm. show their hand against each like, other. Yeah, forget lineups. Yeah. But throw lineups out the window. Who cares? We're not going to see much of anything uh, play-wise. 
Yeah. They don't want to show anything against each other. They don't want to show anything against Saskatchewan that they're going to have to be playing the very next day or week. Uh, Dave Dickinson saying that, yeah, they're probably going to see multiple quarterbacks for the Stampeders in this one. Of note, Mike Rose and Reggie Bagleton were both in uniform at practice this week. They were limited. Uh, They were injured uh, last week against B.C., Probably not going to play against Winnipeg, but mm-hmm. uh, it is encouraging for their status in the playoffs yep. against Saskatchewan. Yeah, to you know, if even just limited, I mean, work them out, see what they're looking like. Uh, don't play them this week. Give them those two weeks of you know a little bit of rest and rehab, and, and get them ready for the West Semi because those are two guys that. Well, I mean, they played mostly without Bagleton, but those are two guys you don't want to not have in your lineup. Uh, coming into Saskatchewan. Congratulations to Zach Kalaros, uh, who welcomed a new baby into this world this week. So he's been away from practice. He still might take a few snaps for Calgary. I mean, if if you're Mike O'Shea... For Winnipeg? Yeah. Uh, if you're Mike O'Shea, does uh, Kalaros play a quarter or a half, or does he play at all? I, I play him. Like I said, like I said last week, you don't want these guys being off for a month. Yeah, yeah. right. Like <laughs> it's an you interesting had, situation. Bye week. Yeah, yeah. His but you had a bye week. You come in and play. You get another bye week, and you go to the West Final. Uh, that being said, I mean, it, Zach Claros would probably like to be on the road. Probably get a little more sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, O'Shea treats his veterans pretty well. Uh, I don't know. I think Kalaros will probably play. I just don't know how much. I think I don't think he wants to push it too far. Like Mike O'Shea doesn't want to push it too far and, and something stupid happens. O'Shea did say he would like to get some guys that rested last week onto the roster. Who knows how long they'll play again, if it's a quarter uh, or if it's a half. If you're a betting man, is Andrew Harris going to be playing uh, for the West Final? Probably. He's got two weeks to get uh, uh, fixed up. In more ways than one? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think he'll have enough juice to get through uh the west final and i mean just call it a booster shot and you're good to go (laughs) i i think it goes without saying that maybe the most entertaining canadian football this week well maybe the 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 big game at commonwealth stadium on tuesday when canada beat mexico 2-1 but Uh, And then then the goalie's just trying to fight his own team to get them off the field. (laughs) But also U-sports football. There has been some entertaining Mm -hmm. games at the Canadian University level this year. And we got some playoff games happening this week, and it should mention those. Saturday has the Loney Bowl. It's the AUS final between Bishops University and St. FX. We could have a pretty cold game here between the U of S Huskies and the Manitoba Bisons as they play in the Hardy Cup. Huskies looking for their 20th Hardy Cup in program history. I got to look at the weather in Saskatoon. That might be uh, <laughs> a bit of a snow game those teams are going to be playing in, Ty. <laughs> don't, 
I can just imagine the racket that my exhaust, my bathroom exhaust fan was making yesterday with the 90 kilometer an hour winds. Ooh. Uh, and that storm's just moving east. So have fun. <laughs> Man, I... Uh, I've never been happier to not be home. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the last Vanier Cup in Saskatchewan was about like minus 30. And I, I think that's part of the reason why <laughs> the, the it doesn't the, go there anymore. Yeah, and maybe they kind of stay away from from the Grey Cup mm-hmm. a little bit on the prairies. But I, I look at Saskatoon weather on Saturday: minus three is the high during the day, but that night minus sixteen. So uh, <laughs> could be it, windy. minus sixteen is not bad cold. if depending on the wind. Yeah, that's what we all say. <laughs> yeah, you and I run pretty hot though. Yeah, we do. Uh also on Saturday, the hundred and thirteenth Yates Cup. Uh Western playing Queens. Queens looking to stay undefeated on the season, but Western is in their sixth straight Yates Cup, so a very yeah. successful Go Mustangs. And then uh it already happened this past weekend. Montreal beat Laval in the Dunsmore Cup on Sunday as we move through the U Sports Playoffs. There is a god. <laughs> what, what's your fantasy lineup looking like, Ty? Um, Trevor Harris starting at quarterback. I mean, that. I just think you're going against Ottawa. There's no way he doesn't start because that's a must win, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jamal Morrow, Walter Fletcher, who I wanted in for two games, uh, barely got any carries, but it's fine. Eugene Lewis, Reggie White Jr., uh, Keon Schaefer Baker, and the Montreal Alouettes defense. And I have $79 left over. Oh, all right. So I had Harris, Fletcher, Morrow, Eugene, Reggie White Jr., but I had Shy Ross and the Montreal defense, about 500 bucks. Too bad you left don't get points there. for drops. Yeah, I'd be crushing it this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge final week. I am against Safamod from the Piffles Podcast. I've been limping through the season, so handshake to That's Saf. An understatement. Uh, you, <laughs> you get yourself uh, a win this week. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Pickham really looks like. W- what are your teams? Montreal. Yeah, that's true. Montreal. There we go. I'm going with the animals. Montreal, Hamilton, uh, BC, and Calgary. Uh, that's what I have as well. Um, I'm gonna if Montreal loses, God forbid. I, I don't know what. I don't even know if I'd change my pick in that Hamilton Saskatchewan game. But uh, I mean, they, neither team will have anything to play for, so it's kind of a crapshoot. That BC Elks game. I mean, it's just. I don't know. Nathan Rourke, 400 <laughs> yards, book it. Yeah. And and just the way Cornelius looked against the second second string defense didn't uh, really yeah. do anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, get excited, Elks fans. I might I might swap my Calgary Winnipeg pick. That's one I'm not really confident in. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. see what happens with that one. It all comes down to depth charts and just yeah. a wild yeah. guess. Yeah, this episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. 
Winter is basically here, and uh, energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing. So now's a great time for you to look at your utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. I got to tell you, I switched to a fixed rate with Park Power (laughs) just a few weeks ago. Man, I was happy with my bill this month, and uh, that's not sarcasm. I'm glad I did it. I'm... (laughs) I've been extremely happy with my with my bills the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah, an empty condo. What temperature is it at? Seventeen and a half. No. <laughs> uh, Albertans have a choice who they pay their utility bills to. Park Power is happy to provide free, no obligation comparisons. If you decide to switch operators, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing you're supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. A quick episode to get ready for week 16 of the CFL season. It is the final one of the regular season before we arrive in the playoffs. So The final week on Grey Cup weekend, which is crazy, oh, or which yeah. is usually Grey Cup weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, hopefully the players can stay healthy, uh, especially those playoff teams and, you know, those teams that are going into an offseason as well. Enjoy the games this weekend. We will talk to you Monday to wrap up the final week of the CFL regular season. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.